Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Welcome to the program. It's Mick Dagger here. And the general. I hope you're doing well, me amigo. I see we're wearing the same shirt, brother. It is. Superpowers. It's only fitting. Superpowers. Bam. Unite. (laughs) Beer Um, Army Engaged for life. Maybe we should buy Powerball tickets. Dude, it's crazy, man. I actually, uh, I did. I had the kids fill in a little Scantron action just pick really? on because I had to. And then, of course, nobody won. And so I had to go back and buy some more. I had to run the Scantron through again, you know? I've, yeah, I have to buy some more now, too. Can you you got to do it. You got yeah, to do it. Come on. You got to do it. Yeah. But it's crazy. You were more likely to, to be voted president. Yeah. You're more likely to get killed in a car accident on your way to buy a Powerball ticket than to win the Powerball. Listen, it's it's all good fun. Hey, you're supporting education. <laughs> they say. My question is, though, real quick, what would you, do you have an idea of what you'd do if you won the money? I know what I'd do. I'd pay I, I, off all my bills and live a comfortable life. Yeah, well, absolutely. It goes without saying. But I would do a lot of philanthropy, and I'm not just saying that because of our show and because yeah, of our exactly. foundation, but I would definitely probably set up our endowment fund so that we can run this thing and have fun and do what we want to do as far as uh, uh, inspire people. Well, I'll tell you, there's one guy in Las Vegas yeah. <laughs> who's Las obviously Vegas. not thinking like you're thinking or I'm thinking. But uh, Fox 5 in, in Las Vegas, just pretty much man on the street, <laughs> okay. asked a guy what he would do if he won the Powerball. Okay. If you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping for a different answer. That's probably not the answer that we're looking for. <laughs> what do you mean it's not the answer you're looking for? Yeah. Cocaine's oh and hookers. Well, that's wow. awesome because I do have a uh, – that's a good segue because uh, – or in the future, a teaser because in Yukon Sue, I have a, a story about oh. power, a Powerball winner. So nice. About what not to do with your money. Kind of, you know. Somebody's learned from their own experience, eh? I don't know. I don't think this person's learned because they keep uh, repeating the same mistake. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> well, that'd be later uh, later in the program for hey, you to sue. But Coke's nice. and Hooker, man. You know, Coke and Hooker. You know, it's like <laughs> Hookers. Plural Hookers and Coke Singular. Like, Speaking know. of tickets people need to get, uh, here's my cheesy segue. Jolly Skull tickets. Yeah, no, it, it's the tickets are going fast. You better get them. Uh, it seems like ever since we announced that with the VIP, you'll get the uh, the limited or uh, commemorative uh, pint glass with the Jolly oh, Skull right. yeah, and, yeah. and uh, the Beer Army Foundation logo on the other side. It seems like people are definitely in. We got to remind people, though, those while supplies last. Now, I know people say, well, what do you mean while supplies last? Like, don't you buy how many you have tickets? It's like, look, we're going to give them away until the GA ticket session kicks in. After that, if you don't come in, you know, and I know people might say, well, if I come in late, I got a VIP ticket. Problem is, we have to give the other glasses that it's going to get confusing. It'll be a freaking nightmare. So, hey, that's the reason why we're saying until supplies last or to the end of the VIP session. That you know, we, well, If you're late with a VIP ticket, you miss the whole point of buying a VIP ticket. It, well, that too. Exactly. That's the whole point. But people are going to be, I'm telling you, once they see they're going to be like, I- I want, I want one of those. And they're going to do everything they can to beg, borrow, and steal them. And mm. it is a pain in the ass to try to you know, maintain this, the, the integrity, I guess. And so what we have to do is you have to put in some control measures. And unfortunately, that is if you don't make it during the VIP session with your VIT ticket, you're not going to get it. So, Well, yes, yeah, so get on that. If you want one of those. And this is uh, – I, I love the fact you're doing this this year. 
Yeah, no, the, we're the really excited. Trying awesome. to trying to do something different. Always trying to change it up. We got uh, nine wineries this year, so we're looking forward to that for the ladies and stuff like that. And uh, of course, a couple cider stuff. Uh, but I know you talk about lottery. I tell you, after watching the uh, playoff football wild card weekend, it seemed like it was a freaking lottery with a couple of these games. Because <laughs> if you are, you know, a kicker for the Minnesota Vikings, you are probably uh, you probably committed suicide by now. I don't know. I cannot believe. Because I really don't want to play the Seahawks as a Carolina Panther fan because I just feel like the Seahawks kind of got their number. But then the next day when I watched the Packers play, somewhere around right before the second half going to third, all of a sudden it's like, there's Aaron Rodgers and yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like, maybe it is a good thing that we're not – because it seems like the Packers are all of a sudden firing on all cylinders. And they're very successful in the post you know, uh, postseason uh, playoff uh, I think they've won. I can't remember what the hell the record is, but they've won a lot of games. But so I'm just like, maybe it's a good thing. But man, I don't know, man. I'm worried about having to play Seahawks a little bit. But um, well, and then the Cincy man. Oh, Matt, Ginger, oh, <laughs> the Ginger just Ninja totally man melted. I down. said, dude, I see your house is still standing. So you know, he's like, yeah, I wanted to throw a couple of things, you know. But uh, they just melted down, <sighs> dude. They had they controlled their own. They had it in their own hands, their own destiny. And I just cannot believe. Well, they had the the the, the initial 15 yard. Penalty for just, uh, helmet to helmet, and then the coach coming out and just and then oh, yeah, oh, I, no, it, it is a heartbreaker. Down. So it's uh, and because I'm not a big Steelers fan, so I was kind of like I want to see the Steelers <laughs> lose. But anyways, speaking of uh, born to lose and all that, this beer that we are imbibing on is definitely not a loser. It is a winner, and what I'm talking about here is Jolly Pumpkin Artisanal Ales out of Dexter, Michigan. That's about 50 miles as a crow flies west of Detroit. Uh, we are drinking the Oro de Calabaza, which is an artesian golden ale. Coming the Spanish in is amazing. 8% ABV. Uh, it's aged in oak barrels in bottle condition, as you obviously can see the amount of sediment on the bottles. Uh, and that is Spanish for gold pumpkin. Actually, I think in Spanish you would flip it. It would be pumpkin gold, I believe. But uh, anyways. So gold pumpkin. Well, Oro de Calabaza. But uh, you can find out more about Jolly Pumpkin at jollypumpkin.com. Uh, this is pouring a gold amber with lots of haze, um, especially if you, you shake up the bottle at all. If you don't, then you can, you can get it pretty crystal. But uh, there's a white head with some lace, uh, lots of sediment at the bottom of my bottle. I know yours, you, you mixed up a little bit more. I didn't really intentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all your fault. Don't judge me. I'm not, I'm not. Nose <laughs> of uh, citrus zest and uh, funk town. So this is our third beer where we went funky comadina. Up in the sucker. So um, there's some fruit, spice, pepper, and wood with a yeasty smell. There is some caramel in there as well. Um, I was preparing to be overpowered by this beer, but not. A, but it isn't at all. The flavor is more subtle than you would expect. You do pick up some spice and pepper and that yeast character first, and then it goes into that sourness and tart, and then finally to these uh, some of those wood tones. Uh, I do pick up a little alcohol warmth, but it's not... Um, you know, like a liquor sickle. <laughs> uh, the beer isn't in your face. I mean, it really isn't. Uh, the mouthfeel and body are light to medium with medium to high carbonation finishing on the dry side. It's a very tasty and refreshing beer with the ABV buried in there. So um, it uh, don't tell, don't take my word. It's a good beer though. Cause it, uh, it won a gold in 2004 and a bronze in 2005 at JBF. Uh, the New York times gave it the highest rating from a blind taste test from 20 Belgian style ales from all over the world. Uh, and then Men's Journal named it one of the 25 best beers in the world. So it is delicious. You know. oh, so man. when you got uh, other agencies like that are chiming in, you know, and and you know Men's Journal, New York Times, it's not exactly um, the National Enquirer, or, you know, or anything like that. To me, they you know there's some credibility there. But um, 
to mm. uh but uh what do you think of the beer what do you think of the beer you like it i like it a lot yeah and now uh, this isn't my first jolly pumpkin oh it isn't speaking of gabf when we were out there uh oh, remember what, what, uh, we did the tour in new belgium i bumped into that guy from that was oh that was jolly pumpkin he, well he, yeah, he yeah, was distri- yeah, yeah. you know he yeah. was handling some of the distribution and marketing mm-hmm. for the brewer uh, they they go through a, it's different not distributors just, and stuff like that but. yeah but this distributor handled jolly pumpkin and he yeah. found out who we were, and right. he's like, he ran to his car and brought back a bottle of Jolly yeah, Pumpkin's no, I, Old Brewing. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah I remember. Amazing um, beers. So the brewery was founded by Ron Jeffries in the summer of 2004. He started studying brewing science around 1990. No, 1999. 1999. 1999. He focuses on unfiltered and unpasteurized uh, farmhouse type ales. Um, all of his beer is oak barrel aged one hundred percent. That's a thing that just blows me away because I don't know how the hell you can do that. But the thing I do love about their beers, and I noticed that uh, now that you bring that up on that bottle that he gave you because it was a bomber bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Whereas yeah. these are uh, like seventeen point four. They're a little bit bigger than a you know traditional. Uh, I think these are 17.4. I'm almost positive. They're like the bigger, I don't know if they have it on there. They're 12.68 fluid ounces. Oh, they are? Well, they're always 75. They're like these Belgian style bottles, though. That's yeah. the thing that always throws me off because it's a pain in the ass to get the damn bottle cap off on them because of the way that that little <laughs> lip is. But one of the cool things, if you look at it, most of their, uh, or not most, all of them, is that they, they stamp all their bottle labels uh, with, the, um, with the batch and the barrel numbers. And I think that's really, really cool mm-hmm. because you can literally track back your beer now. And I could see how some people be like, oh, barrel number, like, you know, and all of a sudden it becomes, I could, I just know there's probably some beer ninja out there that's probably like, hey, you want beer from barrels, blah, 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 in these years. And, you know, just like kind of like wine, you know. And um, I love their artwork on their bottles. Uh, and the story behind that is before Ron started Jolly Pumpkin, he was brewing for Grizzly Peak Brewing Company in Ann Arbor. And he met tattoo artist Adam Foreman and commissioned him to do the labels for Jolly Pumpkin. And so I think that's really cool. And the other thing is that some of his bottle labels will have the, a dog in them. And that's the family dog, Bam. And so I like that, too, because you know how we are with Beer Army and dogs. And we're big you know, dog lovers here and stuff like that. And, um, and so the cool thing about Jolly Pumpkin, too, is that they're not just in one location. Uh, most, they, they actually have four locations. Three of them are kind of, you know, within that Detroit or greater Detroit area. But then they have one at the very north of the uh, lower UP. Uh, for people who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, you got lower peninsula and upper peninsula. And when you're up in that area, that's how they kind of refer it to. People up there are known as youpers. Youpers, that's right. So you, um, so Jolly Pumpkin Artesian Ales, which is the main brewery. And then you have the Jolly Pumpkin Pizzeria and Brewery, which is in Detroit. Jolly mm. Pumpkin Cafe and Brewery in Ann Arbor. And then the Jolly Pumpkin Restaurant, which is a brewery and distillery up in Traverse City, which is up in the uh, top of the lower peninsula <laughs> top of the lower peninsula anyway just look at a damn map and google it so i would love to go to any one of those establishments <laughs> yeah, any of them I, I really want to go to this traverse one because when i was checking out the menu and stuff it looked yummy and whenever mm-hmm. you can have a distillery and a brewery it's like sign me up scotty <laughs> yeah when you can pair a good beer like this with yeah. good food oh my god yeah. no definitely man so check it out again jollypumpkin.com have you had any of their other beers? Uh, I have uh, from time to time, I, but usually, uh, you know, not to slam them, but their beers are a little bit more pricey, so I don't always get a chance to, 
well, I don't, you know, I try to, you know, I'm not, hey, I haven't won Powerball yet, you know what exactly. I mean? So, like, you know, I got to stretch my beer dollars, man. You well, know? they're not that out of reach, but, I mean, they're, they're really good beers. And this is only my second one, but I'll tell you oh, what, right. if, the, if, if the two that I've had, this one in, in, included in that. Yeah. Or any indicator, uh, my God, I've got to find more. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. So again, uh, I would definitely highly recommend this beer. Uh, what Mick's saying, he's saying try all their beers, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to do do it too. The Oro de Calabaza. <laughs> That's right. Gold pumpkin. Wow. Get all the information you need on this beer in the show notes. Uh, link to the brewery. Uh, that is jollypumpkin.com, and uh, definitely. It proves the rest of the website. There's a lot of uh, good stuff up there for you, in addition to all the other beers we've had over the previous episode. So check it out, the back catalog and everything. And stick around because we do have, and uh, we do have coming up for you, Our Heroes Never Die. That's awesome right. story you have. <clears throat> yep. uh, and as well, we're going to get back into it, and we have to remind you, definitely, if you are interested or have a child interested uh, scholarships, we'll have more information coming up here in just a few minutes on how you can potentially get your hands uh, uh, on uh, some help and continuing your education so keep it locked on beer army engaged go AWOL with beer army radio we're online and mobile at beerarmy.org every soldier needs quality gear get yours at beerarmy.org hats t-shirts and more show murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the beer army go to beerarmy.org do it Uh, by the way murphy's a bitch Hey, don't forget, hit up BeerArmy.org. We stress this because there is a great avenue not only to access information about what you're hearing on, here on Beer Army Engaged, in addition to the beer we're drinking, which is the Oro de Calabasa from uh, Jolly Pumpkin, but as well, that's your way to become a part of Beer Army. Pledge, show your support, and help us do awesome things. Yeah, like for instance, uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, Dennis J. from Durham County being our first applicant for the 2016 scholarship season. Nice. Whoa, scholarships, what the hell are you talking about? Well, we give out scholarships. We gave out 13 last year. We're looking to do 15 to 17 this year. And the scholarship season goes from 1 January to, what is it, 30 or 31 days in March? <laughs> Jeez, I'm trying. I, mean, I, think it's 30, knuckles. I think it's 31 days, right? We've done this before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 31, 31, days 31. 31 days in March. Yeah, it's a big knuckle. So you ne- definitely want to get your uh, application in. If you don't know, again, what we're talking about, what Mick is talking about, beerarmy.org, that is the portal for everything that is Beer Army mm-hmm. and all the philanthropy that we do. You can click on there. You can go to uh, down to the bottom. There's a link to scholarships, or you can go to beerarmy.org slash scholarships. You can get all the information along with the, uh, the application process, see if you qualify, whatever. So. Uh, definitely do it. Check it out. And then again, 23 Jan, 23 Jan, 23 Jan, a Saturday after next, we're talking about the sixth annual Jolly Skull Beer Fest. Get your tickets. Get them now. Do not wait. I had somebody ask me, like, is tickets going to be available at the box? I was like, I don't know, dude. That's a loaded question. Like, I hope not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, not to be mean, but I hope not because that means we sold out, you know? But, I can't believe it's already here. Yeah, no, it's, I know House Mouse Scott's losing his mind. He's drooling. He's working late hours. <laughs> he's trying to make it as the best Jolly Skull beer fest, or beer and wine festival ever. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. But uh, what I'm looking forward to, though, is talking about our, our, ne- our heroes here, our segment, because I always enjoy this segment. I always, it's what it's all about. Um, we've talked about it many times. And, uh, yeah, you just, it's, our world is so crazy. There's so much BS we see every day on the news. So much violence, insanity, stupidity. But one thing that pops up every now and then through all the insanity is somebody that has been there to do something awesome, to nip it in the bud or do something to protect, save, or help somebody else. 
Because in this crazy world, you never know who's going to step in the gap. Make it always. A bl- I'm always amazed about uh, if you go up to New York City or New York City area. There's actually a hockey league uh, where the NYPD and uh, NYFD, you know, the fire department and the police, they they have like a big rivalry. You know, now obviously they're first responders. There's brotherly love, but you get them in a. It's kind of like in the military. You know, if if you're in the same company but you're two different guys on a platoon, you'll get into you can get into a fight. If you're right. in the same platoon but from different squads, yeah, you know, it's just the way it is, right? It's like this brotherly love thing. And I, I've always enjoyed hearing or reading stories of how, especially in New York for some reason, I don't know, it just seems like it's a big, not, uh, not a macho or anything, but like they're always trying to one-up each other a little bit, it seems like. <laughs> when I talk to first responders, when I talk to either fire or police, like, um, them damn, co-, you know, it's like, it's, it's that, weird. It's the New York attitude. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Maybe it's the, the chip on the shoulder, the attitude. I don't Forget know. about it. Right. So it always seems like they're trying to one-up each other. But so this week, we actually have some heroic police officers that decided to be firefighters when they pulled out six people out of a burning building. And this is in uh, West Hempstead, uh, New York. And they were they arrived on the scene, so they're the first ones. But uh, you know, let's play this little snippet that we got. Uh, I know it's butchered a little bit on the end. It was the best I could do to find something to capture it, but um, yeah, play it away. And an unbelievable rescue is caught on Long Island. Brian, take a look at this. This is coming out of Nassau County. Hero police officers risking their lives, battling thick black smoke to rescue two people trapped inside a burning building. The cops grabbing a ladder from a nearby construction site and then helping two people down that ladder. Officers also rescued four people from the back of that burning building. Two of those were children. Wow. So <laughs> that's so, insane that video. Right. So they roll up and there's another uh video. Uh we'll have it on the link. Uh so that's something that we grabbed off of a Fox News. But the video we're gonna post is actual people a person that was there and it shot the, the the video from their phone. That's a longer video. You don't really have any commentary though, but you hear police yelling at each other, but you see them grab the ladder, they come into the frame, they put it up, there's I mean smoke, you know, that toxic thick black smoke just yeah. billing through. They're grabbing, you know, people out of the freaking window. And so uh what we're talking about here is that so what we had was the NASA 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 NASA, thank you. I think <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. County police officers. Uh, they're two fifth precinct officers. Uh, so basically, they roll up on this sucker, man. And it's a furniture store. It is on fire. And they're like, and they get where, hey, there's people still stuck inside. And all of a sudden, they see people, even, they move themselves up to the second story, which to me, if you know anything about firing, you know, like the last thing you want to do is go up because the fire is going to travel up and smoke's going to travel up. You want to get as low as you can and try to exit out. But hey, when shit's hitting the fan, you know, maybe they're already upstairs. I don't know. I and mean, then they couldn't get downstairs. But uh, so there was a construction site. So two of these officers, man, they ran over there. They see a ladder. They commandeer that sucker, man. And they ran over. They threw it up there. They have no, you know, respiratory, you know, rebreather equipment or anything like that, man. And because I tell you, when you see this video and the amount of thick black smoke, that's, you get a good whiff of that. It'll knock you the hell out, man. I mean, you'll be out. <laughs> I mean, you could get knocked unconscious and stuff sucking that stuff. I can out. only imagine what's going through their mind. I, I, I mean, if you're if you're a cop and you're rolling up, you're like, okay, somebody call the fire department. No, but that's not what these guys are thinking. These guys are like, hey, we need to do something. And so they rescue. And then meanwhile, um, there's two more officers. They run. They go over to the back of the building, and they're able to save four additional people trapped inside. Two of them were children. And not that children's lives matter more than adult lives. I'm not saying that, but it's just 
children don't always know what to do. Exactly, yeah. Not that necessarily adults always know what to do, but... Adults can be They can more, kind of fend for themselves, I think, I feel, more uh, than children, you know? Yeah, yeah, they can, but some can be more irrational than a child in, yeah. in that situation, <laughs> which, I mean, it's it's not that they deserve any... I, I totally get what you're saying. Save the children. Save, <laughs> Save the, the children. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But so they get the they get the kid. This is the part that I like. They get the they get the uh, not just the kids, but all of them out, and they're coming down the ladder. And then the the pedestrian that's on the screen or whatever looks, and then you see the firefighters showing up. And I could just I could just you can read into it, but you're like I could just tell them bitches like. Hey, about time, guys. Uh, we already did your job for you, so uh, you can just put the sucker out. <laughs> well, having known first responders. I mean, they did say that, but I mean, I know no, that I know. there's that rivalry, you know. I'm so. sure there is, but it's it's a race. It's who gets there first. Well, right. But with the fire as intense as what I saw there, yeah. those cops probably, had they seen it and it wasn't that bad, right? they would have contained and controlled the area until the fire department arrived. But seeing as bad as that fire was and yeah. what those cops were doing... They probably were like, look, even if they do roll up here in a couple minutes, that's a couple minutes these people don't have. Right, right. So they were probably taking a huge risk and knowing they were taking a huge risk and doing something they probably wouldn't normally do. Absolutely. I mean, while we're saying it's a rivalry because we know there's a rivalry, it's not a game when you're talking about people's lives. Oh, absolutely, lives. You yeah. know, It isn't. At the end of the day, hey, I'll be your champion, man, if you uh, you rescue in lives. I, no no problem, man. I will eat crow all day long. <laughs> you know, it's like it just was really cool to see, though, especially, I guess, because it seems like this whole, um, you, you know, like that in the Philly where they had that guy who's pledging his allegiance to ISIS and he ran up and he tried to shoot the cop point yeah. blank and the yeah. whole um, Black Lives Matter movement and um, the whole just – the 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 um, anti cop sediment I guess I kind of feel or vibe in this country like it's cool to hate cops or something it's like what people what are you doing man it's, you know? I don't get that man and people it's, forgetting that while mm. there is some bad cops I'm not trying to say there's not there's you know that's just a small minutia of what the overall organization labels somebody I almost want to say to the people that are doing Black Lives Matter well so if you have black people you don't like you're gonna say again how's that this you're basically you know, it's not racist, but you're being a bigot towards a group of people here in cops. You know, you don't like it when people do to you if you're a black person. So why the hell would you do it? You know, like, I just don't get it. I, well, I honestly, just observing all this, I see it as as people are so unaware of themselves personally that they go to extremes. Yeah. Uh, because they can't. Uh, I mean, if, if you were total, if you are lacking the ability to be to doing a full assessment on yourself there's no way you can do an objective assessment on anybody else. Yeah. So if you see anything that it seems negative to you or either pulls up an emotion you have never been able to deal with, you're going to strike that down as a negative. Yeah. And so you're going to put everything into the huge category that's even remotely associated with that as an avoidance tool from your for your own bullshit. I just, well, I mean, and I don't want to segue into that other story, but I mean, that asshole, I mean, I just, to shoot, I don't know, I'm just blown away by that. I mean, just the, again, the anti-police uh, officer sediment, jeez. Well, and the other thing is, on the flip side of that, okay, because, you know, you know us, I think we're very uh, bipartisan. We try to look at both sides. We're not liberals. We're, we're not Republicans. You know, I, and I see shit that says, you know, blue lives matter, right? So I've been seeing this getting pushed. It's not a tit for tat. Right. And I'm like, how about... All lives matter. How about that? Okay, I don't give a shit whether it's black, blue, red, white, freaking 
all lives matter, man. And that's why I feel at the Bureau Foundation, that's what we try to focus on, that we're freaking human beings first, man. Yeah. Focus on that first before yeah. you start looking at the differences. Because when you look at differences, I look at, I think you just proliferate the hate and discontent and just like, you know, I know everybody wants to be special. I get it. Okay, we're, but we're all special, man. <laughs> you know? We don't need to say, well, I'm six foot two and you're five foot, so I'm better, you know, and I'm special. Or, hey, I'm white and you're black, so that makes me somehow higher, you know, or special. No, man, we're all freaking human beings first, man. You know? well, I think that what it boils down to, I think people misunderstand diversity. I really <laughs> yeah. do. Because you don't focus on the differences. Right. You don't focus on them and make them a key point. What you focus on is the fact that you accept differences yeah. and you find that common ground. You find that one thing we all have in common, human. we're human. Yeah. There's humanity. There is humanity in each and every one of us. There are the exceptions that are just evil and bad and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, people focus on the wrong aspect of diversity. Diversity doesn't mean you, know, you, sell it, you, you highlight what makes everybody different. No, you highlight what makes everybody come together. And accept the differences. That's where I think people are lacking because they're so unaware that they can't even they can't see that. They see what they don't like in themselves and others and take it out on that other person because they are too unaware to address that own issue with themselves. Well, it's chicken shit, man, is what it yeah. is. But don't BS. Anyways. But you can't have a job like this without having some sort of personal accountability and oh, honesty with yourself. You can't be absolutely. a first responder and go into these situations without knowing who you are as an individual. So, there you go. Wow. <laughs> Did we just solve life's issues right now? Possibly. I think we just uh, came up the cure for world peace or came up the answer. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Before we uh, before we get into our Yikim Tisu coming up, I do want to remind everybody, uh, be part of the conversation with us. We are this in 2016. We're changing our our uh, our hangouts, our Google Hangouts. Our in your face are no longer going to be what they traditionally were. Mm-hmm. Kind of a recap of what we've covered on Beer Army Engage. This is a chance for you to join the conversation and uh, have some fun with us in a Google Hangout. Yeah, so the uh, we won't be doing the in your face uh, this Wednesday because we're not making a monthly anymore. Uh, where again, like you were talking about covering the uh, the show, it'll be more of a. Um, I don't want to say laissez-faire, but more of a uh, open mic, I guess, where you and I will talk about issues or stuff or things that are going on. It might be some Yikim Tisu stuff. It yeah. might be some Heroes Never Die stuff. But uh, separate from what we've already covered in um, in Bear Me Engaged, but uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to it because who knows? I think we might throw some shit. We might <laughs> yell. <laughs> we, it might be more animated than what it traditionally has. You know, so well, it's a chance for everybody to join the conversation. We'd love to get to know uh, people that uh, that listen to the program. But so. we'll let you know a week out in advance. We will post it onto the uh, Bear Me Foundation Facebook. Like, hey, we're going to be doing in your face next week. You know, and so we'll definitely give you a week's notice and. Uh, and again, it's going quarterly. So hit up beerarmy.org and find out how you can be part of uh, the Beer Army Foundation and be a super soldier and uh, get access to this. So definitely do so and stick around because we're going to have some fun. We got some stuff that's really made us laugh. We hope it makes you laugh too. So get ready to yuck them to sue. Hey, mothers, lock up your daughters. It's Mick Dagger and the General. I don't even know what a nizzle is. We're talking about mixed lady pots. His mm. nipples. He's a he she. <laughs> He's happy with his man bits and his little lady mitts too. What? Beer Army engaged on Beer Army Radio. On the battlefield of beer, an informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. 
Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at BeerArmy.org. Beer Army Engaged. Hey, don't forget, there's new swag available, BeerArmy.org. As well, there's some limited edition swag that you can only get by becoming a super soldier. Ooh, you must be talking about the super soldier stuff. The yeah. merch, the swag. So, like, for our, um, we have two pledgers. They really go above and beyond. And so, at the levels that they pledge to, uh, they get T-shirts. Uh, limited edition Beer Army Super Soldier T-shirts with the, uh, the new you. 2016 logo in the same color. And, of course, we... Um, all those people that have pledged, if you're listening, we will be getting your stuff out to you by the end of the month. We're just waiting on a couple of uh, items to be produced and sent to us, as well as uh, for those at the different levels, you're either your complimentary issue, half your subscription, or full your subscription about All About Beer magazine. So we're very excited to be offering that as well. So be uh, on the lookout in your mailboxes for that if you uh, if you pledge at the appropriate level. And what we're talking about, go to beerarmy.org slash pledge. And you can get all the info about uh, how to become a Beer Army Super Soldier and each level and what you get. Because I see you got your sticker on your computer. I yeah. see you got your patch over there. And yes, so it's sir. like all kinds of yummy treats. I'm swagged up. I'm feeling swaggy with it. Swaggy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so definitely check it out. Become a Beer Army Super Soldier today and help support the Beer Army. <clears throat> Excuse me. That beer getting you? <clears throat> huh. mm. The Beer Army Super Soldier. And uh, help us support what we do best, which is... Uh, doing that community outreach so we do appreciate it well it's just it's awesome to have that uh that availability for people and a, a nice way to say thank you for uh for being a part of the beer army foundation helping us do the things we do in the community whether it be generating scholarships or uh just doing good because that's what we're all about man you drink beer you're in the beer army why might as well make that positivity and power over something we all love to imbibe so and speaking of which, don't forget the Oro de Calabaza from Jolly Pumpkin we're sipping on today. Get the information in the show notes. At, uh, you'll find it there at BeerArmy.org or double-click on the uh, Beer Army Engage logo if you're listening on iTunes. It pulls up all the information about the episode today right there. And uh, it's that time of the program there, Dustin. I like it. I like it. I like time it. Time for some laughs. Other people might call them giggles. I don't know. Giggles. I don't reference the word giggle very often. No? No. But uh, I, I have some interesting stuff to share. I know you do as well. Mm-hmm. So without further ado in this this crazy world of insanity and stupidity, there's just some shit you can't make up. So let's go ahead and yuck him to Sue. You know, last segment we had had the, the covered that awesome heroic uh, effort by the fire department. That's right, cops being firefighters. Well, cops being firefighters. That's right. But you know, there's there's the first responders, and then there's people that are either there watching the fire or have something to say about fires. While the fire's going on, <laughs> I've got I've got two things to share. Uh, one of them is uh, a story. This is out of Detroit, the Fox Two Jolly Pumpkin Fox yeah. affiliate Fox Two. There uh, covered a story about a fire started when a man uh, tried to. Well, he pretty much was trying to kill his bed bugs through flame. Wow, and. This is the, uh, they decided to uh, interview some people in the apartment building and those that uh, were there after the fact or while it was happening. And this is the, the beauty of things that were said and why, and pay attention, why and how this guy started the fire. started on the eighth floor in the guy's apartment. He said he was spraying for bed bugs. That has bed bugs. Now this guy, um, from what we understand, sprayed himself. And he's a smoker, so I think he was still kind of wet somewhere on his body. Lit a cigarette, 
Woof. Now. Now, what did he spray himself with, is your understanding? Alcohol. Detroit Fire <laughs> Investigators report that a 30-year-old male suffered moderate burns due to an unintentional incident contributing to his injury. The fire quickly spread, and there was significant smoke and water damage. The units Fox 2 saw are disgusting. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I got bed bugs. What's going to get rid of bed bugs? Burn them. Alcohol and fire. How am I going to do that? I got rubbing alcohol. Wow. <laughs> and he set himself on fire. He's just, he sprayed his bed, probably got it on himself, because, and then decided, wow, look at this wonderful thing I'm about to accomplish. Let me enjoy a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like people who smoke and fill their car with gas. Exactly. Like, what about that? I won't buy off on the bullshit where they say don't use your cell phone. Like, I'm not buying that. Well, it used to be but, the case. But uh, cigarettes while you're filling up with gas, you know, diesel. I'm not so much worried about it. Well, this is a slow burn. You know, gas, yeah. So, big fat greasy bitch freaking let himself on fire. <laughs> Pretty much. That and uh, I I've, I've got another story. Oh, you, you got Yeah. More than one. Ooh, it's a double feature people from yeah. Mick Dagger. This one I have no idea where this took place. I haven't been able to find any more information on it. Uh, but it's a a woman describing how she avoided an apartment fire. And this was shared by the awesome uh, Facebook page, uh, USMC Mindset. <laughs> nice. And the, just the beauty of this. My friend came to the door. She said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong is popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. So the girl come downstairs. She come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man. The building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't gonna be in no fire. Not today. <laughs> and you gotta see this chick's hair and everything else. You gotta see the facial features, right? Because the facial... Because the hair and the facial features are what sell it even more than the voice, I think. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I said, what? I said, no. I said, what? It's like, to, to do it with both persons. <laughs> I just want to say that for the next week. Oh, yeah. Like somebody asked me to do something, to be like, "Not today!" Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So, That's awesome. I'm it's sorry, like, I had to share both of those. Hey, man. I had to go to Burger King and get myself a piece of burger. <laughs> That's what I'm remembering. <laughs> Remember that from like a year <laughs> yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, a piece of burger. A piece of burger. Oh man! So I know we <laughs> talked about this lottery and how everybody's got lottery frenzy and and everybody's doing the odds and people are standing in long lines and one point um, four billion dollar jackpot. Yeah, one point four billion with a B. I mean, that's that is an over eight hundred million cash payout. Cash payout. Yeah, that's it's. I can't. I'm trying. I'm trying to fathom it, but you really can't. I mean, you can't do it justice if you're mm. like. One point four bit. That's the six comma club, baby, or six comma three comma club. I'm doing six commas. I'm thinking zeros. Freaking the three comma club. <laughs> no, I mean to be in the three comma club. That's crazy. And I tell you, it's about as crazy as this next story where you win 188 million dollars like this. Wilmington, or actually Shalote, freaking North Carolina. Well, that's down in ENC. That's in our neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know. I, she she's gonna talk about what she wants to do with her money, but uh, so go ahead, take it away. I'll let her. I'll let her she, say. Wait, wait. She won how much? One hundred and eighty-eight million. And this was last year in February. Okay, about a year ago. All right. Well, let's see what you got yeah. for us. 
The Powerball winner's boyfriend was bailed out of jail again for the fourth time at a $12 million bond on Friday. Mary Holmes, McDell's live-in girlfriend, ranked in a multi-million Powerball jackpot in February. This is going to make a huge difference for them. Like, they're going to be able to go to school, not have to worry about paying for it. They're going to be able to live a comfortable life and not worry about struggling. This time, Lamar, Hot Sauce McDowell, 31, is accused of arranging a street race Saturday, and police said he was arrested Tuesday for violating the terms of his pretrial release on earlier charges. Back in October, he was bailed out again, and investigators in the Brunswick County say McDowell is a gang member. Local attorneys say his bonds are skyrocketing because the amount automatically doubles if a defendant breaks the rules of a pretrial release. Efforts to reach Holmes and McDowell were unsuccessful Friday night. McDowell's previous arrests include drug, assault, and weapons charges. Wow. Now, do, do you remember, did you hear her say anything in there when she's going to do with the money? Bail out my drug dealing, gang banging, freaking troublemaking boyfriend. Did you, did you hear her say anything about no, that? I didn't hear her say bail out my mm, man, no. Hot Sauce McDowell. Yeah, Hot Sauce. Yeah, so 31-year-old Hot Sauce, this jackass. And I feel sorry for her because I, I kind of feel like she, you know, he's a leech, right? And the cool, th- not the cool <laughs> thing, crazy thing is in other interviews, he talks about, Man, I've been with her for like two years. I'm the father of her youngest child, you know, because she's got four kids, you know. And and he's trying to play like that. He's like, I would have done it for her. And I'm thinking, yeah, you would have, dude, you know, right? It's like, please. No, so. if we go back to where we first started the episode, he would have been that he was the guy that said he would, if you won a lottery, spend <laughs> it on hookers and blow. Cup. Yeah, exactly. Was it the same guy? I think it was. Uh, no. Right? <laughs> so this is Jack McDowell. Yeah, so this jackass. So she posted his 12. So this is the fourth time. And then he got in trouble again on uh, New Year's Day. And so, um, so, so far, and now when they say 12 million, she didn't actually pay 12 million because you only pay what five or 10% or 1% of the actual bond or whatever, but she has paid $1,470,000 in fees. I mean, 1.4, almost 1.5 million of fees for this jackass that she's never going to see again because after posting a bond several times, oh, it's around 7%. That's what I got in my notes here. And it's non-refundable. So 7% non-refundable, so that's about one, almost $1.5 million. I wonder if bail bondsmen make house calls to her house. I mean, because I'd want her business if I were a bail bondsman. Well, in March, she she posted a $3 million bail for his heroin trafficking charges. And then in August, she posted a $6 million bail because he was cited during a raid. I don't know what kind of raid. And then in December, right after Christmas, he was charged with a misdemeanor of trying to set up a street race at $12 million. And then supposedly freaking weapons charges on this latest freaking thing. So, uh, you know, and the problem is, is that because he's on pretrial bail, if he gets in trouble while on pretrial bail, they just automatically double it. So this is down the, uh, I guess the street waste is down in Wilmington is where he was trying to do it. But I mean, just, wow. I feel, and the thing is in another interview, she's like, don't you worry about what I do with my money. It's like, I, I'm with you. What you do is your business. But it's like, I, I can't help but feel sorry. Like this son of a bitch is leeching off you, man. He's just leeching off you, you know? Yeah. So I can uh, tell you this right now. If I win $1.4 billion, I won't be bailing out this jackass. I'll tell you right now. I'm not going to bail out my girlfriend. <laughs> Hot sauce Genevieve. <laughs> Genevieve. Not today. <laughs> uh, we have too much fun sometimes, I think. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, well, don't forget the back episodes of Beer Army Engaged, always available to you. It doesn't matter how you're taking us in. If you're taking us in on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, right there at uh, beerarmy.org, whatever avenue, I encourage you to check it out. And as well, check out all the other things we have to offer. There's some great blogs. Um, you, you wrote one recently. 
there at beerarmy.org. So. I'm always trying to write something. It's about winter warmers, talking yeah. about winter warmers, the difference, why they should be in your refrigerator and stuff like that. Because um, I think, you know, some, some um, I would say, casual beer drinkers, you know, they kind of stick to the same thing, right, year-round. And I just think you're missing oh, out. Seasonals you know? are awesome. Yeah, you're really missing out if you don't hit uh, – you know, the winter warmers, if you don't hit, um, you know, your pumpkin beer for that little bit of time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, spice beers, um, you know, in the summer months, you know, you're doing some of your, your colches and uh, um, I, I don't know, you know, fruit beers and stuff like that. I just I think if you kind of stick with the same thing, it's like I get it because it's comfortable because it's familiar to you, but you're missing out. Exactly. Well, this is a celebration of beer, man. That's uh, that's one of the things that binds us, pulls us together. And uh, actually with Beer Army helps us do great things. We celebrate beer celebrate the community that we uh, we have around us and we appreciate you being a part of it and taking us in and to catch us next week here on Beer Army Engage until then rounds out Beer Army Radio if you won all the money what would you do with it bunch of hookers and cocaine uh-uh, not the day